Good morning. It's an honor to be here to share about the journey from Mount Minnesota to Skopje, Macedonia, to Zadar, Croatia, where we currently will be going back in three weeks. And it's a joy to be a part of Mission Sunday and, and to ask, is it worth it? Is it worth it? The pain, the struggles, is it worth it? I've seen a lot of pain being here these last three months throughout the United States, talking to different people and hearing their struggles. It is worth it. We know that. But just even as my wife and I and kids just started, started out in missions. And um, as many of you guys know, and some of you have been part of the ministry, downtown Minneapolis, doing street level. And I know before that, I was so afraid to talk to people. Scott Lund and I have been talking a lot this summer and just what does it mean and, and just, but yeah, when I was 18, 19, 20, about Zach's age, um, I was petrified. I really was a chicken to talk to people about Christ. Like, yeah, that's for Pastor Aaron. That's not for me. That's for the missionary, but not for me. And, but doing that for a number of years and then saying, Lord, where do you want us to go? There, there's needs around the world. And we'd been in mission trips. Um, our family, Debbie and I, as you can see up here, there they are, uh, with our five kids. The different parts of, of the world, especially Debbie and I, to, to um, Spain, to Brazil. I've uh, been to China. And we thought, we want to be good missionaries. And where do all good missionaries go? Africa. Of course they go to Africa to live in the jungle and the grass huts, to take a spear or two. Of course. And that was our desire. Lord, send me. We'll go to Africa. And we didn't want to, we, we were willing, honestly, to go anywhere in the world except Europe. Friends, God has a sense of humor. Guess where we lived the last 16 years? Europe. Yeah, Greg. We live in Europe. And God, yeah, um, had a clear plan for us. Um, in 2006, we moved to Macedonia, and you have seen some of these people up there. Um, on the left there, Pastor Pedro, we served with for 14 years, who we love. Um, the last couple of years, I was serving and leading our team there with San Macedonia. Then you see Jole, Igor, and yeah, that was home. That was home for us. We love Macedonia. Our dream was, and at that time still is, is Macedonia, the country there right above Greece. But God, God is in control, and we can trust the Lord Jesus. And this is even part of it. This is the Word of Hope Church that you guys gave sacrificially to. They were able to buy a couple years ago. So thank you, and praise the Lord for that. But transition is hard. Transition is hard. And as I was sharing about, we love Macedonia. We lived there from 2006 to 2020. And um, as many of you guys, as I shared early in May, just about that transition being very, very difficult. I was in close contact with Dr. Guy and just some of the struggles I was having, some of the kids were having. And after living in a polluted Scorpio for 14 years and being blessed, with a gift of asthma, 
really that keeps me humble saying, Jesus, <laughs> I need you. It was February 14, 2020. I wanted to read my journal to you for that day. I am by the Aegean Sea in Thessaloniki, Greece, in tears. There's a small boat in front of me. As Jesus called Peter to trust and follow him, I too feel that Jesus is calling me. Where? I don't know. I need to trust and take one step or leap at a time. Maybe back home. But where is home? I'm breathing free here by the sea. So I surrender to Jesus, my Sen Macedonia team, the Word of Hope Church family, our new apartment and car, my ministry director job, the gorgeous scenery of Macedonia, dream of missions of Macedonia, my wife, Debbie, and kids, my will. I want God's will to be done, not mine. May his will be my will. Jesus, show me where and what you want us to do. Here am I, broken and surrendered. Send me, send us. With us, with that, let us pray. Jesus, that is our desire today. <laughs> Often, and I think even today, many of us are broken. And a heart desire is saying, Jesus, I surrender to you. Not my will, but your will be done. In sickness, God, in poverty, in family struggles, Lord, God, we need you. Lord, may you show today that you are Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, that you're in control, <laughs> not me, but may we trust you. Lord, we worship you. May you be glorified, and may we say, here my Lord, send me, if it's across the ocean or just across the lawn, to say a good word for Jesus to our neighbor. Guide us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. If you would turn with me to Psalm chapter 46, it's in the middle of your Bible, Psalms. So Psalm chapter 46, and we'll be reading the whole chapter today, and just really wrestling with, is it worth it? Is it worth it? The pain, the struggle, the loneliness, is it worth it? Psalm Chapter 46, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bowl and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. So today's focus is Yahweh Sabaoth, which in Hebrew is the Lord, the Lord of hosts, which is Hebrew is Yahweh Sabaoth. It appears 284 times in the Old Testament. It means God is the leader of heaven's armies. It points to God's power and authority that our Lord Almighty, that he is Lord Almighty, and he is over all human armies, celestial bodies, and heavenly creatures. The first time in the Old Testament, it talks about this in 1 Samuel 1, when Hannah prays for her son in the temple at Shiloh, where Eli was the priest, and the Lord of hosts grants Hannah's son, Samuel. Yahweh Sabaoth is the Lord of hosts. Let's go back to the first three verses again in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we'll not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. The first point this morning is God is with us in our troubles. God is with us in our troubles. He is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. It's been a blessing to spend time with some of you this, this summer. And I know Matt, I've had many, we've had three different times at Buffalo Wild Wings and just enjoying um, some real food in America. And normally, as Matt knows, normally I always ask, can I have the hottest sauce, but just in a bowl on the side? And normally I'll try that before I go, and I'll have 10 minutes of ex- intense pain in my mouth and my lips. But also I've heard about your, your struggles, the suffering within your family. I want to encourage you. The Lord Almighty is your strength and ever-present help in your trouble. Yesterday, Debbie and I went to go visit Roger um, there in Waconia, the Good Samaritan, and just seeing him in his last days, maybe his last months, last years, God knows, but he knows where his home is. It's in heaven. God is with our friend Roger and Monica today. We're in Florida uh, about a month ago or so, and we saw Debbie's grandfather in his last days, and he's struggling, and just, yeah, we don't know how many days he has left. And at times I wonder, like, Lord, why? Why do you allow this suffering and this pain and this struggle? But the Lord is with us in our struggle. He is our refuge and our strength. As many of you, if not all of you, have had COVID these past two years, maybe some of your friends have died or you've gotten sick, the Lord is with us in a pandemic. What is still fresh today is the war that is happening in Ukraine, Russia, and as we are getting Ukrainians that are coming to our church in Zadar, Croatia, the Lord is with them in the struggle, in the pain. And even as I was there at the sea in Thessaloniki asking God, I'm willing to give up everything to you, 
but not Macedonia. No, don't give up. This must be a godly thing. Yet the Lord knew. The Lord knows best. And praise God for brothers and sisters that give good counsel. Dr. Guy, Pastor Dave, as was counseling, and, and Scott saying, it's a wise thing to breathe. Don't die. <laughs> God is with us in our troubles. God is with us in our troubles. This is our home. It wasn't a bad trade. Zadar Croatia is located um, along the Adriatic um, Sea there. There's roughly 75,000 people that live there, and there's two small evangelical churches, so possibly about 100 believers out of 75,000. In Croatia, there's about 4 million people and probably around 7,000 believers. It's predominantly Catholic, um, and yeah, they need the gospel. They need the gospel. And what I am being reminded of, that God is in control, not me. God is in control, not you. If you would turn with me to verses 4 to 7 in Psalm 46, it says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So we ponder these verses again and again. God is in control, not you. And how often we want to be in control of, of many things, of how our days are ordered, of what we're going to be doing the next few weeks. But we're not guaranteed tomorrow. God is in control. And even as the Lord gave me a couple of years ago, just clearly out of Jeremiah chapter 1, the Lord spoke to me, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And truly I believe, even though it's hard, to let go, even to leave in three weeks from tomorrow. But God has called us to go to Zadar Croatia to preach the gospel to them. They need Jesus Christ. Just like your neighbor, your co-worker, your family member, your mom and dad need Jesus Christ. People in Zadar, people in Croatia, people in Europe need Jesus Christ. God is in control, not you. And just again, the encouragement that the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. As we go, if it's going to your neighbor, if it's going down to Minneapolis, if it's going wherever it is or going overseas, we're not going alone. The Lord has been even convicting, <laughs> convicting me with this message. Like, God, I'm willing to go in three weeks, yet... Leaving my church family here, leaving parents, going over and not knowing what's going to happen in the next couple of years. It's like, Brian, do you trust me? Yes, Lord, I trust you. But can I stay a little bit longer and enjoy the Minnesota air? <laughs> There's a work to be done. 
there's a work to be done. And just with that, just want to show some of the work that God has put in our hearts. There's a Send Croatia team. We've been blessed with Pastor Ivan, Irena, their two small kids, expecting a third here soon. But he's a man of God. Honestly, he reminds me so much of Pastor Dave. Um, just his love for the Word of God. And he's 31. I'm 44. He's very stable. I'm all over the place. But we are a good team. We are a good team. Praise the Lord. And the church, the area, they've been wanting more outreach, more evangelism. And praise God for that and their desire. And the far left is Johan, our Chinese-American um, SEND director. So it's our family and Johan. That's our team. So it's a lot smaller team than it was in Macedonia. Yet we believe God for big things. Here is our church I love the far left picture. Um, that's the prayer team. We pray on Tuesday nights, and they pray with tears, with fire, and they're mostly in their 70s and 80s, but they believe God, that he answers prayer. Last year, Grace got baptized in the Adriatic Sea. Such a joy to see our daughter say, yes, I will obey God in baptism. And then on the far right, that's our church, inside and out, probably roughly 50 people or so that are part of our church there, in Zadar, Croatia. And then, yeah, uh, big focus is outreach, sharing the gospel to people there in Croatia. And from the far left is the youth group we've been part of, working with. Marco, who's in the middle, my tutor, that needs the Lord. And then some of our neighbors um, that, yeah, need, need Jesus. So pray for them. Pray for our Croatian friends to know Christ as Lord. Come back to the scripture here. As we're reminded just once again, the Lord of hosts, that God is with us in our trouble, that God is in control, not you. And the third point is that we can trust God. We can trust God. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth, he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I'm not sure how some of you guys are today. Are there areas in your life that you say, Lord, I need your help here. I need to trust you here for a child, for a wife, financially, maybe it's health. You just need to be still today, to be still and know that God is God. He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. But he's asking us to trust him, to be still. And again, once again, the reminder, verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You are not alone. God is with you. Do you trust that today? Do you trust that God Almighty is with you? Not just when things are easy peasy, but when things are super hard. Do you trust God? Yep. Amen. Praise God. And it takes humility. It takes yielding yourself again and again. 
Every day, if not every minute, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I surrender to you. I lay my life at the foot of the cross. I trust in Jesus today. And as we go back in a few weeks here, um, the Lord has put on our hearts a vision, a mission. Church planning with Pastor Ivan to share the gospel along the coast of Zadar, mobilization, and then breathe free. A ministry for restoration, for refreshment, and renewal in Jesus Christ. We do believe that God has a mission to go. But what is your mission today? What's your purpose today? First of all, I want to challenge you. Do you know where your destination is today? If today was your last day, where would you go? You might say, ah, maybe I'll go to heaven. I've been a good person. I go to church. I tithe my offering. I believe there's a God. Even in James it says, demons believe in God and they shudder. As Scott and I are talking about First John, that we can know for sure that you are a believer there in First John. So if you are not for sure where you're going, I would challenge you with the ABCs. A, admit that you are a sinner, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You may say you're good compared to somebody else, but compared to God, you're nothing. We're destined to go to hell, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, who died for you, gave his life for you. And as it says in Romans, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Admit today that you are a sinner and that you need help. B, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. It says in John 14, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way. And then see, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. May today be a day of salvation for you. May you say, yes, Lord, I have decided to follow Jesus and no turning back. If you have questions and you're not sure, come talk to me. Talk to Pastor Aaron or the elders afterwards and say, yes, how can I be saved? Jesus is the answer. He is the only way. So as we study Psalm 46, as we ask ourselves, is it worth it? I would like Emma and team to come up and sing. But it was about a year or so ago, I was asking this question, is it worth it? Debbie, my wife, was saying, Brian, I don't think that's the right question. I don't think you should be asking, is it worth it? I think the real question is, is he worthy? Absolutely Jesus Christ is worthy. So as you go through your struggles, your pains, and you just wonder, what's the next step? What am I going to do? Is Jesus Christ worthy? Absolutely. Jesus is worthy.